0: Welcome to the Imposter to Unstoppable podcast, where physicians can learn how to overcome imposter syndrome and create the career of their dreams. All right, friends, today we're going to talk about my not-so-secret weapon for dealing with self-doubt and imposter syndrome, and I'll tell you that the topic of this episode I have mentioned on several podcasts in the past, but I never have really gone through it explicitly with you. And I think it's going to be really, really helpful. And essentially what I'm going to be talking with you about today is the training that I got when I went to coaching certification, which is from the life coach school is something called the model. And this model, when I learned about it is exactly what was able to shift my thinking to something that self-doubt was completely overcoming my life and my ability to be happy to something that is just kind of this annoying thing in the background that doesn't hold me back any longer. So before we start, I would really love for you to get like a pen and a piece of paper or a journal or something to follow along, because I'm going to be essentially teaching you what I teach my clients who come to me for coaching. So this is going to be really, really juicy topic that is going to going to potentially really shift how you look at how look at your self-doubt and imposter syndrome. So I talk a lot about how imposter syndrome and self-doubt are normal part of the human experience. And I stand by that 100%. Now with that understanding that human beings have self-doubt and most of us don't like feeling that feeling of self-doubt. So what's the difference between those of us who struggle with doubt, meaning we feel self-doubt, we ruminate, we have anxiety, we worry, it leads to burnout, it leads to unhappiness in our career. And those of us who have the doubt, but don't really struggle with it, it doesn't really seem to bother us anymore. So what's the difference between those two people with the general understanding that self-doubt is normal, and every human experiences it? Let's jump into what's called the model, which is something again, is taught by the Life Coach School, and the Life Coach School podcast is an amazing reference I encourage you to go to, and it's the model that I use in most of my coaching. So when you have a piece of paper, what you're going to do is you're going to write down vertically the letters C as in circumstance, T as in thought, F as in feeling, A as in action, and R as in result. So C-T-F-A-R vertically down a page. And when we think about the model, essentially what this is talking about is how our brains interpret events or circumstances in our life and how we then translate how we view that or a thought we have about something. So essentially what the model is saying, what the model is, is how we as humans interpret and then take action on something that we see in life. So I'm trying to limit, I don't want to give you too much information, but I want to give you enough that it makes sense. So I'll give you a brief example that's, that's relatively straightforward. The circumstance is the weather outside. And the weather outside, for it to be completely factual only, is, for example, it is 70 degrees outside. And then, depending on your past experiences and your preferences, you'll have a thought about that. Circumstance. So for me, when it's 70 degrees outside, my thought is, this is the perfect day. And that thought of this is the perfect day creates a feeling of happiness. And when I feel happy, the actions I take when I feel happy are that I play with my kids more, I'll go for a walk outside, I will laugh more, I will want to, I want to be more silly and have more fun. And the results of those actions are that I am happier. (laughs) So do you see that the results typically will clue you in on what the thought is in some way? So when we think about imposter syndrome and self-doubt, there are a couple of different ways we can use the model to get some clues about how it is affecting our lives and then what we can do about it. So when I first was introduced to this work and how many of my clients start out are, we put self-doubt or imposter syndrome in the F line, meaning the feeling we have is self-doubt. And what many of us do and what I did and still do because I'm human, is we think that a circumstance in the outside world is what is creating the feeling of self-doubt. So for example, for me in my past, it used to be that being on call was making me feel doubt. And I thought that I was feeling doubt because I was on call. I thought that was the direct result of me being on call. But what I came to find out is that not everybody in the world, when they are on call, have a feeling of doubt. For some people, they feel neutral about it. Some people feel happy about it. Some people feel anxiety. There's a variety of different emotions that someone can have about the circumstance of being on call. And that's how we know that a circumstance is totally neutral until we in our brains give it meaning. So if you're following along with me, if you write self-doubt on the F line and the circumstance line is being on call, let's fill out the rest of the model. Because now what I'm telling you and what is true is that there's a thought in the T-line between the circumstance and the feeling. And that is the thought that we need to uncover. And for many, many, many people, and myself included, we are unaware of that thought until we bring our conscious attention to it. We have so many thoughts a day that our brain is essentially functioning on autopilot And if we have a thought enough times, it becomes a habit. And when a thought becomes a habit, it becomes unconscious, meaning we think it without realizing we're thinking it, which is exactly what happened to me and my clients. And we don't realize that we have a thought until we are getting coached on it, or we journal about it and we see a thought there that we didn't even realize we were having. So once we have an awareness that there is a thought there, that our thoughts are what's creating our feeling of doubt, then we can do the work to discover what that is. So I'll give you an example of one that's very common. And one that I had was I won't know what to do. Turns out that the thought of, I won't know what to do in response to the circumstance of being on call is what created my feeling of self-doubt or imposter syndrome. And then to finish out the model, the actions I take when I feel self-doubt are I ruminate about the past. I have anxiety about the future. I seek validation externally, and I overwork in order to prove my worth. And the result there is that I ignore the evidence that I know what to do. And I continue to go on thinking that I don't know what to do. So lesson number one, after reviewing that model, is that the trigger thought is different for other people. And most of the time, the trigger thought is one that someone who has done this work or is aware of the power of our thoughts, they've created new thoughts on purpose that create a feeling that is not doubt. They've created a feeling that doesn't feel as bad as doubt. And they've made a new thought, their habitual thought over time, which then becomes their trigger thought. It might take a few times listening to this to really understand it. So feel free to play it again, or to take notes as I'm going along so that's one thing that can happen that's the most common first step when it comes to imposter syndrome is figuring out okay i'm definitely having thoughts here that create self doubt and once you recognize that there are thoughts you have then the work there is you know you coaching yourself or working with a coach to help to find a, another thought and work through that to create more useful feelings for you. And I'm going to put a little asterisk here and a little caveat that there are certainly experiences and circumstances where because of inequality in a variety of circumstances, whether that's gender or racist or or whatever, that people are made to feel that they don't belong. People are made to feel that they are an imposter. And I'm going to put that as a side note, because there are still things that we can do that with, that are within our power. But it is very important to note that there are certainly some, there are certainly some circumstances, places, people, corporations, where, where there are those of us who are made on purpose to feel that we don't belong. And that's, I definitely have episodes regarding that. And I encourage you to check those out. Okay. The second thing that can happen with self doubt or imposter syndrome is more metacognition related and what that means is that it's our thought we're thinking about our thinking which is a is something that only humans can do so in this example self doubt or imposter syndrome is going to be a circumstance so you're going to write that you're going to write that down again c t f a r vertically down a page and you're going to say self doubt imposter syndrome is a circumstance. And the thought about how we view our self-doubt is where we can get stuck in many ways. So what happens is we have doubt, then we feel like shit, and then we have a thought that is something like, I shouldn't have doubt. Or the thought is, if I were a good enough doctor, I wouldn't have doubt. Something like that. And that thought creates a feeling like failure, for example. And then when you feel like a failure, the action line there is rumination, overworking, people pleasing, anxiety. And the result is, I have more doubt. And let's remember now that there is a general and fundamental understanding that self doubt is a normal part of the human experience. So we can replace. The thought of I shouldn't have doubt with the thought of this is normal. And the power of normalizing self doubt, this model is essentially what brought me to do this podcast because this is, and I hope continues to create freedom for so many of us out there. Because if the circumstance is self doubt, because that's a normal part of the human experience but you are no longer judging yourself. You are no longer having a thought that you're not enough because you have doubt. Then your whole world can change. And that's because the thought of self doubt is normal creates a feeling of satisfaction or contentment. You don't feel like a failure anymore because of the doubt. And the action line from satisfied, which is my personal feeling, is I don't ruminate. I show up for my patients. I do my job. I focus on what I like about my job. And the result of that is more confidence and joy. So the second lesson here is there is no judgment of the self when there is doubt. And that's why there are people out there in the world who have the doubt without the anxiety, and the worry, and the rumination, and all of those things. It's because they have stopped, they have learned how to stop judging themselves for their doubt. And the third lesson, which is arguably the most important one, is that there is no model, aka human brain, where self-doubt does not exist sometimes. There are just more useful and purposeful ways of dealing with it that don't cause dread and failure and rumination, and therefore the actions of overworking and people pleasing and having no boundaries and bringing your work home and never having time for play and all of these things. So I know this was a lot of information and teaching, but I do think this is really, really a great skill to learn to cultivate on your own. And I'll tell you that before I became a coach and before I I invested in my first coach, I just used these tools From this podcast that I just taught you in order to feel so much better. So this work can be done alone. You can coach yourself with these tools 100%. Having a coach, investing in a coach, I think just speeds up the process. And it's nice to have that lifeline in someone as well. So the last thing I'll leave you with is the confidence building bundle that I have is three of my best masterclasses, webinars, courses about how to go from self-doubt to confidence that feels like it's humble confidence, it's conscious confidence. It feels authentically you and it's totally free. And all you have to do to get that is go to www.consciousinmedicine.com forward slash confidence. And I'll leave the link in the episode notes today. So definitely check that out. If you feel so brave, I would love you to email me your models and what you learned what your models are. And I'm happy to email you back some email coaching. It's one of my favorite things to do. So take me up on that. You can email me at k 21 at gmail.com or find me on social media at Kristen Yates DO. Do me a favor. If you don't mind, leave me a rating, a review, or share this with a friend who is struggling with self-doubt. I would love that. Get the message out to all the doctors that their self-doubt is normal and they are not alone. And in fact, there is a better way to feel. I hope you guys have a great week. Hey there just wanted to take some quick time here to let you know that if you have been thinking about doing a podcast and it feels really overwhelming and you like the idea of podcasting, but the other stuff like the editing and production feels too overwhelming, I wanted to let you know about the people who now edit and produce my podcast, which is pretty easy podcasts. And for the first year and a half of my podcast, I was doing everything myself and I had tried to contract out editing and it was really got some really, really bad results. So I was hesitant to try again, but I'm so glad that I did because working with pretty easy podcasts has been so amazing. They can get your shows recorded, posted with a complete podcast studio at your disposal. You could record from home, your office or the park or really anywhere. And then they totally cater to your schedule. And they're, it's just so easy to work with them. I cannot say enough good things. So if it's been on your mind to do a podcast, then definitely check out pretty easy podcasts at pretty and sign up today. It's super affordable and it's so fun working with them. So definitely check it out.